Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Well, hello and welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, I'm Steve Lacey. And my name is Phil Thompson, and we are with JSL Solutions, and we uh, do a weekly podcast here, and we talk a lot about tech stuff as it relates to churches and ministries. We also, uh, obviously, uh, our company produces uh, products that do streaming video with StreamingChurch.tv. And Church App Live, we do mobile apps, and we also do... um Church websites and church management systems through the MyFlock.com product. MyFlock.com. And as we've said before, uh, we are, Steve and I are involved. In fact, our, our, really our whole team is involved in local church work. And Steve and I have been involved in, in leadership and ministries for many years. And so we cover a variety of topics on this, uh, mostly tech-related, although we will talk about other things as well as it pertains to volunteers. and so, so what's on our plate for today? Today is we're going to talk about sound advice. All right. And when I say sound advice, it's kind of a play on words. We're going to talk about sound, uh-huh. audio. And uh, this is, Steve, um, yeah, because I've been involved in music ministry for years. Uh, you were a former worship leader. I was. And uh, – uh, thank God those those days are over, right? For your <laughs> church, but uh, and also as a pastor and in leadership uh, in in uh, several churches, audio or the sound is one of the most overlooked aspects of the ministry. Uh, it really is. Now we've talked about sound with streaming video before, and and sounds actually very important in every area, right? Exactly. Including streaming video. I mean, uh, you can have kind of video that may not be the greatest, but if your sound is good, uh, you can get by and get away with a lot. But you can have great video, and if your sound, your audio is terrible, it just takes away from the whole experience. I agree with that. But that's true even in your facility. And that's really what we're going to talk about today for a little while here for the next half hour or so is is really the sound that's happening in your facility. Yeah, and we're not sound. talking about the quality of a worship band, right? No. We're so, not talking about the music necessarily. The musicians right. or the their capabilities or the range of the vocalist right. or anything like that. No. This is all about the the, the sound that's projected from the musicians. So this is... More of the the AV, the audiovisual guys that are mixing sound and doing all the debugging and getting things going there, right? Yeah, and it's not just, by the way, it's not just uh, the sound that's coming from your band or your choir, but it's all. it also can include the sound coming from your pastor, your speaker, and, and uh, the, the key speaker, the person that's up on that platform. That's, that's also very important. Right. So let's jump into it, huh? All right. So you've got experience not only in the church world, but you've... Your early career was all in radio, so you've got some – this is an area of strength for you. Not necessarily an area of strength for me, but so I'll be relying on more of your advice here. But But let me just say this, especially for people listening, because we have pastors listening to this. We have associates. We have volunteers listening to this. So this is a very touchy subject. Because there's more than one side of the coin to this thing. And, uh, for instance, you don't have experience in sound. Oh, you've got experience in leadership in your church and financial boards and leadership teams. But you know, Steve, when you walk into a church or your facility or whatever it is, and you know when something isn't quite right with the sound. You may not be able to put your finger on it. 
you don't know for sure what the issue is. You just know something's not quite right. Right. Unless it's real obvious. Yeah. And the the really obvious ones are the (laughs) – yes, when you get feedback and that sort of thing. Those are obvious ones. But there are other things to this. And so uh, this is important because the the experience that people get – uh, you know, the average person's not going to really know what's wrong, maybe in this situation. They just know something's not quite as good. So, when you can really dial in the experience uh, to to the kind of the next level, that separates you from just having an average church service. I'm talking music and even your speaker and whatever else you're doing with videos. It separates it from being just an average church service to really a, a good positive experience. All right. So the first thing I think you really need to talk about here is the vision. Uh, you've got to make sure your vision is clear. The leadership, whether it's a senior pastor that's kind of setting the table here or whoever that might be, uh, your your sound team or your sound person, because we have, you know, again, we have all sorts of sizes listening to us here, large churches as well as small. Right. They've got to understand what what's the vision of the of, of the of the sound team. What 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 is it that the pastor or the key people that are in leadership want to, you know, what they want to see accomplished? Yeah, and what do you have an example or uh, or what, what, where you know what do you when you say the vision for the sound team? Do we is it um, I want to be as error prone as possible, or do I want to be uh, or not error prone, but avoid all errors at all costs. Or do I want to have a mix that's consistent with a certain type of sound? Or well, let's talk about something real basic, okay? And and uh, for instance, I, I was you know I I work for JSL Solutions, our company, but I do some part time stuff for churches. And and I was actually uh, uh, what is what does get personally? I was actually working with your church and uh, I was involved as a pastor and church online pastor in this particular situation. But I, I remember our senior pastor uh, was saying, you know what? I don't feel like there's really the presence inside the auditorium is what it should be. So we need to turn it up. We need to turn the volume up to get the full presence of the band. All right. Now, mm-hmm. the only issue with that was um, I'm not sure he was real crystal clear in what he meant by that. So the sound team heard that and said, okay, they cranked it up. The problem was there was other areas that were weak. And so the mix wasn't good. There was some faulty equipment. And so when they when they cranked up the music and they cranked up the sound, uh, it, it, it actually made it the situation the problem, huh? It, it made it worse. It made it worse because there was other weak spots right. that were showing up. So for instance, uh, and I had this so uh, I similar, get a feel for what you So the vision would have, in that case would be, I just want to create a really rich right. environment, very, right. um, very strong presence with the music. Yeah. And, and I, uh, and actually a couple of weeks ago, the church I'm with now, uh, uh, we somebody you know the music sounded good that Sunday, but but it was actually the volume was actually a little too low, and so it sounded good, but it was too low, and you didn't get the full feel for the the richness of the sound right. for the effects. So there's an emotion that that needs to be carried out yeah. in the vision. Exactly. That, you know, you, you basically want to have the the people in in the auditorium or in your sanctuary experience right. something. So you would you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. And and again, different churches have different ideas on things. But so uh, when we're talking about vision, it, it really comes down to communication, and and even the things you touched on, like okay, you know, what's our vision? Do we want to have just a, an error-free Sunday, or do we want to 
do this or do that a little bit more? What what is it we want to accomplish with our with our sound, our our our, our experience when it comes to the musical part? That takes time, <laughs> and that takes uh, the ability. You're gonna to have to communicate with people. You're gonna to have to communicate with your person or your team, whatever that might be. Which kind of leads us into the next one, and, and that it really comes down to relationships should be first. Sound should be second. All right. So but, relationships, you mean with those responsible for putting that sound together or mixing that sound? Yeah. And, and here's the deal. You know, I've worked with perfectionists. I'm kind of a perfectionist as well when it comes to a presentation, you know. But um, – and you want to have a nice – clean presentation. You don't want feedback. You don't want people not turning the mics on when they should. I mean, all these things happen. They're very common. Somebody, if you have multiple people on the platform, somebody's mic may be shut off when yeah. it should be or on. You have someone muted when they shouldn't be or exactly. someone unmuted when they shouldn't. But, but here's the deal. The relationship here between the sound person and whoever's in charge of that might be the pastor, might be somebody under the pastor. That relationship is, is, is very, it's important because, uh, when, when things are going right, people forget about the sound person oh, you know? that's true. because hey, it's going fine. Everything's fine. But as soon as there's a problem, what happens? Everybody turns around there. They rubberneck their head turns around and they look back because there was feedback or the mic wasn't on or right. something didn't go right. So the sound person or sound team is, it's kind of a thankless job. Oh, very much. So I've made that comment many a time. It, it really is. The better you do your job, the less people know you're even doing your job. And, and so the relationship factor here is very important. So I, I, and this, is my opinion. I could be wrong on this, but I want to emphasize if you don't get anything else that we're talking about today, folks, it's all about relationships. And that includes people on your teams and your sound team, especially because it is a, um, it's a passionate thing for people and people get their feelings hurt. And it's not an easy job either. It's not easy at so all. People don't appreciate the effort that goes it, into it. It really does. It's, it's, it's a tough deal. And I've seen this happen in, you know, I've been, Every church I've been involved with that I can think of, sound has always kind of been an issue in some degree. Uh, you know, it's worse than others. just depends. And most of the time, the people in the sound are doing the best they can most of the time. Uh, but, again, things go wrong. Things happen. So it's real important that you really work hard on that relationship. Uh, and, again, we put together, you know, if you're in leadership or you're involved in your church in any large degree, you know, there's a lot of efforts put in by the musicians. It's the, the, the speaker, the pastor puts effort into his message. There's things you're trying to keep the church clean. You're putting effort in all sorts of areas. And the sound many times is kind of an afterthought. Mm -hmm. And yet it's one of the most important things because if the sound isn't right – it just screws everything else up. Right, it's going to mess that whole environment up. It really up. messes the whole environment and the experience up. So again, uh, the relationship, in my opinion, relationship first. Right. Sound should be second and, and work on the relationship first. And, and you know what? Uh, that's the most important thing. And you may have to make a change in that area. If you're in leadership and, and it's not working, yeah, you may have to, uh, dare I say, Fire the sound person. I hate to say that, but maybe that person's not gifted for it. Maybe they don't have. And we talked about this in a podcast earlier. Uh, it's not just hiring somebody that's technically adequate. It's hiring somebody that's got an ear. It's got an or, ear. Or buys, an in, eye. buys into the vision, understands the vision we talked about. Right. Yeah. I can see where if you've got uh, someone that's not in the, you know, the right seat on the bus and is doing mm -hmm. your sound, that foundation is just 
you need to fix that foundation where you can start building on it. And yeah. that would mean sometimes replacing them or putting them in a different position. Right. And that's hard to do. So that's why the relationship thing is so hard because feelings, people's, you know, feelings are hurt. People get, get, get upset over things and, and it's a volatile situation. I, I can't tell you the number of times as a worship leader, I was just angry. I'd get off the platform, just angry at my sound people <laughs> because they didn't do something right, you know, yeah. and, and, and they're uh, just volunteers doing the yeah, best exactly. they can. <laughs> you know, exactly. So you, you gotta, you know, even as a pastor, I, I've, you know, I was speaking, I'd be, you know, there might be a sound issue and, uh, you know, if you, if it keeps happening over and over again, you're, you're up there talking, you know, you're trying to get this message of love and stuff across and, you know, on the other side in, in your head, you're like, just cranking <laughs> you're just like ah, i can't believe this guy you know but sometimes it, it's a situation where they can't help it or something's gone wrong so that's why the relationship factor is so important right. to deal with this stuff and and so uh which kind of uh leads into uh the next point on our deals you can't please everybody so and we had somebody when it comes to sound and the mix of the sound uh you really need to designate probably one or two two people that's maybe overseeing the sound, you know, uh, I had somebody recently come back even in my church and say, it's too loud. Can you turn it down? You know, well, uh, you know, the sound person has to understand either they're calling the shots or maybe there's, there's maybe a chain of command or whatever, you know, and, and, you know, maybe if the senior pastor, or in my case, I'm the executive pastor were to tell that person, bring it up or turn it down he or she needs to listen to me, you know, right, presumably, not. you know, unless I've said, you know what, you're the expert. I, I really have a great sound person at my church. He's a former musician. So he's got a good ear for things. He actually has MS. And so he can't play anymore, but he's still got a good ear and he can help run sound. So I, I pretty much defer to him and he, you know, I mean, uh, and, and I might make suggestions to him once in a while, but, uh, so what I'm getting at is you can't, you can get a lot of feedback from lots oh, yeah. of different people. Yeah, you may have people walking up, and and yeah. again, it may be you may have a vision that is you know there's a certain level or certain environment you want to do, and then and that just doesn't fit that particular yeah. person. You're you're you can't be waffling around with right. oh it's too loud. Okay, now it's too soft, and then right. you know just yeah you've got to you yeah. aren't going to please everybody. There's going to be people that aren't um, happy with the sound. Yep. All and the time. All the time. And there's, yeah. I had a gal a few months ago uh, who, uh, she had a concussion. She got a concussion. And she, so she comes in and uh, uh, it was too loud for her. Well, there's nothing wrong with the sound. It was great. But she had a concussion. So right. she was experiencing the effects of that concussion. So I really, you know, I felt bad for her. But I, I can't really turn the sound. We can't just turn the sound down for one person out of 100 individuals. You know, just because her head was hurting. I mean, right. I feel bad for her, but, uh, you know, try some earplugs or... Uh, yeah, you that's know, one thing that we do at our church. We have a bowl of earplugs as you walk in. <laughs> so if you, yes. if it is too loud for you, you can... Uh, I'm not sure those are still there or not, but I know for a, quite a while, yeah. if you felt it was too loud, you can pop in some earplugs. Well, and that gets back to kind of the vision that we, we were talking about earlier. The vision for your church is to have really more of a concert experience. Right. You know, where it's, 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 it, it is loud. Hopefully it's mixed well. 
and it's it's going to come off well, but it is going to be louder maybe than some churches because at your church you have a big stage, you have musicians, and and you guys like to crank it up to to get that concert feel. And there are churches that that like that, and want to do that, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's the vision of your church. So that that's an example of a vision there. You know, crank it up. Well, again, if you you know you have to make sure though that when you do crank it up that you know it's mixed well and that. Right. Everything else goes. So, yeah, so you can't please everybody. And the key to this thing when we're talking about sound here is make sure that, that your sound people or sound person, whatever it is, understands that, understands the vision, and understands that he or she just can't make adjustments all the time because somebody's complaining about right. it all the time. Because there's always somebody that's going to complain about it. So, all right, so uh, we're not going to, this is a huge subject that we could spend a lot of time on. So we're going to, you know, we're going to skip over a lot of things here. I actually put some notes together that Steve and I are looking at, but uh, uh, we're not going to talk about equipment right now. Maybe we'll do it at another time. Okay. Equipment is important and you really should get some, some help. Maybe if you don't have a lot of experience, either from some other churches that are ahead of you, uh, I would always go to another church that's that's ahead of you, and it come you know maybe bigger, maybe they're just ahead of you as far as what they're trying to do, you know, and and, uh, and you can go to audio stores, but you have to be careful that you trust right, the but... salesperson. That's why I would go to a church that's got you know can tell you what what they've learned, right, from and unbiased. Right Right. Yeah. But, you know, uh, and, and, and they, let me just skip down here a little bit because I don't want to spend a lot of time. But uh, uh, you might consider training your sound people, especially if you're frustrated with them. Uh, invest in some training. And again, this is not an easy task. Uh, there are, depending on what kind of a city you live in, there's there are resources and some cities don't have the resources. Again, uh, maybe another church that is maybe larger than yours or doing something that they're doing it well, and you feel like, hey, those guys are doing a great job. I wonder if they would help us. Most churches will help each other, right. uh, you know. And so, uh, get some training for that person that's doing sound. Um, and let me just skip down here a little bit. Maybe we can move down a little bit more. But here's something that that I find that that. A lot of churches don't do this, but if you have a, a, a musical team that's like a band, you know, or even even a choir that has some instruments mixed in, uh, normally you're going to have some practice during the week. You know, if you can get your sound person there, if there's a way to do that, that's really helpful because if the sound person can work with your music team as they go through their run through their songs so and go through practice. I, I would assume the sound guy would have to be there. Well, you'd be surprised. Steve. <laughs> I can just tell you from experience. A lot of times the sound person's not there. And, uh, in fact, uh, we, we find that we're shorthanded at my church. We're a small church, a little over a hundred people. And uh, a lot of times the sound person isn't there Thursday nights. And so what, what, uh, you know, there are people that know how to turn the sound on, <laughs> mm-hmm. know how to set it and forget it kind of a deal. And they get it so that they can just run through the music and work on their parts, you know, musicians. And then Sunday morning, the sound person comes in. Well, it, it's it's working okay for us, but uh, if it's possible to get that sound person there during the week, uh, that would help a lot because they can dial it in and then come Sunday morning or whenever your service is, Saturday night or Saturday morning, you know, you, you're going to have, you got really to have a baseline. The headache. Right. Yeah, you've got a baseline and you've got, You've got, you know, uh, somewhere to work with where it's not just mad scramble. So uh, practice is really important for the sound team as well as the musicians. 
And, and a lot of churches don't, again, we just kind of, the sound is, is an afterthought, you know, and, and I would really strongly consider that if you don't have a sound team, you would, you should put one together. You know, maybe you have one person that's doing a, doing an okay job or doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Put us, you know, get that, expand that team like you would any ministry, train some people. Yeah. Put some apprentices, apprentice type people in place to mm-hmm. kind of learn that job and get mentored and trained up underneath um, some others. As I mentioned, we've got a, a sound guy that started as a very young teen, actually still a teenager, but he's been mixing sound for several years, for five years or so now. And he started when he was just in his early teens, you know, 13, 14 years old, being kind of mentored and brought up underneath somebody else. And and he's one of the guys that, that really um, works with a lot of confidence now. So he's been trained and he is, he knows what he's doing. He knows what's right. And I think it's all reflective of the kind of, a lot of it's on the job training, but he's, he's got some training and he's, he's a young guy that with a lot of confidence and I think does a good job. Well, and that's, that's a real key is getting some confidence and some experience. And so uh, again, don't make it an afterthought, really work on building that team up somehow, some way, because, uh, you know, and people take vacations, right? And so, you know, and, and I've been in this situation before as a senior pastor or even a musician where, uh, you know, the regular sound guy is not there. Uh Oh, you know, we've got Bob now running sound today. Ooh, this is going to be hard. You're thinking in your head, you know. Mm-hmm. And and again, Bob's doing the best he can maybe, but, you know, he doesn't maybe have the training. He doesn't have the experience. And so you have to prioritize and, and make, a, make it purposeful that you're going to include Bob in the rotation more or whoever it might be, Julie or whoever, All right. to, to be get more experience and build the team up. So, so let's – Talk about the next one on the practice, and that is volume. <laughs> oh, okay. That's probably a very uh, well. I know it's it's a, a very touchy subject, as we and we kind of hinted earlier yeah. that um, some people say it's too loud, some people say it's too low. And this is music in general. Oh, like yeah. Not only worship services, but well, it, it's 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 music, and and it's it's even the speaker. You know, if his volume's too high or too low, it really does again make a difference. So uh, again, we're talking here about not just the music part of your service. We're talking about even the person getting up and speaking. You know, if if the volume level, if the sound isn't right, uh, it just takes away, it detracts from the experience. So right. volume is a is a is a key deal here. So again, it kind of goes back to vision. You know, from your leadership, you know, does your leadership want the music to be up there volume-wise, a little louder than maybe some churches? And even the speaker may want his volume up louder. Uh, it, it it just depends. There's different cultures, different churches that that that's, that are do their services differently. You know, yeah. and so the, um, one of the things, and I've seen this happen again. You can't please everybody, but I've seen people come to, to a church service and walk out. You know, because it was too loud. Right. Oh, yeah. I've seen that as well. And and so you have to be careful with that because, you know, again, you're trying to reach people. You're trying to connect people to God. And if you're not, uh, you know, doing a good job in that area, being sensitive to that, you're chasing people away. And that's not the object of why you do church. You don't want to chase people out. 
So what's what's the deal with volume? What what do you do? Well, you've got to decide what you want to do. One of the things I would suggest is is get yourself uh, a, a meter. Uh, it's it's like a, a dB meter, mm-hmm. uh, and you can uh, they make these now. They have apps for them. Right, that's and, what I, I've seen some of the apps. Yeah, I've got one on my phone because I help a little bit. I don't really run sound at my church, but but because I'm kind of in charge of the overall experience, sometimes I whip out my iPhone and pull out my my sound meter just to get an idea. And and again, this is going to vary depending on your auditorium, depending on where you're having your services. It, it's going to vary. But uh, and and I found that those apps actually do a pretty good job. I've had people tell me, well, they're, they're, it's different than a real live you know meter. And and the ones I've had so far are pretty close. Oh, yeah. But it it might not be bad to get an investment in some kind of a dB meter or at least an app that you trust and feel good about. So I would use that. But I, I think, again, what you want to look at is, okay, what are we trying to do as a church? Do we, you know, what's, where are we at as far as how loud do we really want it or how soft do we want it? And then the person running sound needs to can maybe get up, depending on where their sound booth is, get up and walk around a little bit while the band is running through some music. Mm-hmm. preferably before the service starts. And take some measurements, you mean? Take some measurements. And even just, I actually, uh, you know, I don't mix sound again, but but when I'm helping, uh, and a lot of times the sound people ask me, you know, hey, what do you think, What how you feel about it? I will literally get close my eyes and I will stand in different parts of the auditorium and just close my eyes a little bit and, and okay, how does this feel? Now, again, all this stuff is kind of relative. All right. <laughs> so you got to be careful with that. But, but you've really got to, um, have kind of an idea what you want to do. Right. But I assume you, even in, in your vision, you would set a range that says, you know, yeah. I don't want to get over this decibel limit. And you could go through and, and take some measurements and like, yeah. oh my God, we're I mean, getting close to that. So Exactly. And, and by the way, different songs are going, you can't just set it and forget it. So right. different songs are going to be either louder or sound louder. They may not even be louder, but the pitch is different. And so ours is a between actually 80 to 85. That's all ours really is. Uh, if we start getting around 90 decibels or, or louder when it comes to the music, it doesn't seem to work real well for what we're trying to do in my church. Mm-hmm. Now, at your church, they want it louder than that. I can't remember if it was 95 when I was working there or not. I don't but, know. But they wanted it louder. And so, again, it, it comes back to what you're trying to accomplish as a church. And then your auditorium plays a lot. And if we have time, we'll touch on that real quickly. But, um, you know, your auditorium, if you've got if your acoustics aren't really great, you're going to be struggling with that. And there are some things you can do to fix that. So, uh, but again, remember different songs are going to sound different. And then also we do some acoustic stuff at my church. And then there are times where we pull the electric out and the electric guitars come out. Well, it's a different sound. And, and actually the, the, the decibel limit, the, the DBs may be a certain level, but because it's electric, it, it, it just has a different effect on people. Right. And some people think it's too loud. Harsher. Yeah. Yeah, They think it's too loud. It's not really, it was the same level as before, but because it's electric in their mind, they perceived it as being loud. 
So I again, a, a thankless job that you have here if you're running sound, because you know you've got people that are like, "Well, it's too loud, it's too soft." And and we, I think I was telling you, we had it too soft the other day, and we just didn't get the full presence. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a tough deal. So volume, again, you've got to really work on this. You've got to spend some effort in it. And if you're not the sound person, but you're listening to this podcast, you know, have some grace for these people running sound because it is a thankless job. But if you can help train them somehow or, or enable them, that will help. All right. We're almost out of time. Let's talk real quickly about the last point, and that is uh, in, in all the different houses of worship out there, churches, acoustics can be a real challenge. Right. And there are some things you can do. You can set up these. Uh, we've actually created these frames that we put cloth over and we put cotton inside and it was like a baffle. Right. And as you said, I used to do radio and we used to do these things in our studios right. at, at our broadcast. So you take the, facility. you want to cover the bare walls with some sort mm-hmm. of uh, sound absorbing material, exactly. whether it's curtains or yeah. fabric or whatever. Yeah. And, and the same with the ground and the ceiling, I would assume yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and you, you don't wanna... necessarily have to, you don't have to carpet the whole wall. You know what I mean? You don't have to put fabric on the entire walls, but if you had squares, some pretty good sized squares, uh, maybe up around the stage area and then, uh, you know, maybe in strategic places, you can actually build some of these things out really cheap, relatively cheaply right. and with fabric at somebody in your church that sews or is good and at that stuff. And then I guess you would test this by, mm-hmm. you know, playing some music yep. and just listening visitor. Trial and error. So you're going to, you just put your ear to it. There's no way to uh, measure a reverb or anything like that Uh, off the walls or not really kind of get that, to get that ringing sound, you know, that you're not quite there yet. Yeah. It's, it's, it really comes down to, to, to really taking time, patience, effort to work on these things. But uh, again, if you put some effort into it, put some time into it. And again, look at, see what some other churches are doing. You know, and you can now with the internet, you know, you can always There's Google always, this stuff oh, yeah. and, and, and find out what these other people are, are there, doing. Um, are there issues with corners? Yeah, there can be, but usually if you put if you put these baffles in certain places, uh, you know, you're usually okay. But I mean there can be, depending again on your auditorium. If you've right. got a concrete floor ouch. That makes it tough, huh? You know, uh, hopefully you've got some carpeting that will help. Uh, on the floor or some rugs or or something rugs, you know, something that will absorb the sound. Uh, You can use these things and it will make a difference, but it does take some effort. And, but here's my point. When we started this whole thing off, it's worth it to put the effort into it. It's worth it to put the effort into your sound person, sound persons, your team, it's worth it to, uh, you know, work with the musicians. We didn't cover, you know, getting musicians feedback on this and feedback. I don't mean it literally as in feedback and sound, <laughs> but get their input. You know, we didn't touch on that at all, but it's real important because your sound, when people walk into the, the sanctuary, the worship center, the auditorium, whatever it is you call it, what they hear makes a, makes a, a big impression. And it will either create an, an environment where they will be uh, able to, you know, sense God's presence, really be open to what you're speaking as a pastor, you know, the message of your church, or you can shut all that down by having just a crappy experience (laughs) with sound. And and it really does make a difference. So uh, anyhow, we're out of time. But if we can help you with this, uh, or at least point you in the right direction, we, we know some people that, that might help you with this. If your church is struggling with this or you have questions, just send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. And Steve, we're on iTunes, right? 
Yes, we're on iTunes. We have our own uh, channel on on iTunes. So uh, rate us there. Um, you know, download from there. Put some comments in. Yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback. Church Solutions Podcast is yes. what they would look for. And then we're also taking the audio and we're putting this on YouTube as well. So uh, you might be listening to one of those things, or maybe on our blog, New Media Ministries. TV is another place we put this. So anyhow, we're out of time. So Steve, thanks for your input on this stuff. All right. Great being here. Well, and thank you folks for listening and you guys have yourself a great day and we will catch you next time for another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care. <laughs>